0: Welcome to One Tired Teacher, Episode 108, Five Teacher Goals for the New Year. Happy New Year! It is 2021. 2021. It's hard to believe that we are actually in the new year. Like, I felt like 2020 was dragging on for all of eternity. And I know there are so many teachers out there that are feeling so thankful that we have ended 2020. And we are now moving into 2021. Oh, There's a lot of expectations for this year and a lot of hope and, and a lot of, I don't know, probably a lot of, like big feelings around this, because we've all endured such an unbelievable year that we are ready for some something new, some change, something different in 2021. So I'm excited and I'm ready to talk about goals for the new year. And I'd like you to stick around and join me. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina DeBerry, Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina DeBerry. Hey! So, that was a little bit of a different intro. um, if you were yeah thinking that I was thinking that I'm like wait a minute I didn't say what I normally do and it didn't have as much zest or pep or whatever I'm not gonna like mellow out in 2021 even though this is like a big year for me as far as birthdays oh man oh I don't even want to say so (laughs) I'm like oh gosh I'm I'm officially hitting that mark of like when I was a kid, I'm like, Oh, that's so old. And now I'm like, Oh, man, I'm that old. But that's okay. Because you know, there's some really good things when it comes to that. And you're just going to come along this journey as I kind of go through probably a midlife crisis. (laughs) I'm guessing, I'm going to take you on that journey with me. So if you're anywhere close to that, you're going to be like, Oh, I totally get you. And if you are not even close to it, I'm telling you, it gets here faster than you think. Um, I spent the holidays with with my family, but also like part of it with some really good friends that feel like family, and we spent a lot of time together this holiday over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Not Thanksgiving, that wasn't with Christmas, but with Chris. Well, we did do that on Thanksgiving, and then Christmas and New Year's. And one of the couples that I was with, as I was like flying solo, one of the couples I was with. Um, announced that they are having a baby. And I was so excited. I was so, so excited. I feel like I was like grinning from ear to ear because I was just, I don't know. It took me back to when I remembered myself feeling that way with both of my kids. And now my kids are 20 and 16. And I'm like, oh, I remember every moment of that. I remember when I was first pregnant. I remember being you know, at like a get together with friends and people were drinking and I wasn't and like things like that and and I remember thinking oh my gosh like I'm going to have a baby and your life changes and it's just so it's so much and so I think as you get older and you watch these these kind of things happen it's like such a perspective change which is, which is insane. So it's crazy. And if you're in that stage, that stage is like, it's hard. It's hard. It's so beautiful, but it's hard to, there's some challenges with that. And, but it's a very, very exciting time. So embrace it, remember it because it goes by really fast. And I also remember old people telling me that, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, whatever. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. So I totally get it. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about the new year. Let's talk about some things that I think are super important for teachers to keep in mind as as we embark on something that's new. Now, we know that things are still different in a lot of places, like a lot of, in fact, some some of you are going back not like in person you're still like virtual like some people are still virtual some people are doing a hybrid model and some people are fully face-to-face we've been fully face-to-face this entire year and our numbers have gone up over the holidays especially even in my own county and my um yeah in my town where I live so it's very it's you know it's crazy it's crazy time And, and so it's going to be, it's going to look different. Teaching is going to look different for quite a while. And I actually think there's a lot of things that, that is, that are going to continue to be different for maybe from here on out. So I think that those are things to think about too. I don't want to focus that on that, on this show. I do want to talk about that in the future though, because I think it's important for us to think about. And I, and I, I do think it's important when we start a new year to kind of reflect on our past the past year and past years and think about the things that we that we really enjoyed and that went really well and what we want to do to continue that and take some of that with us and for me it, you know for example even during the pandemic I one of the things that I would like to take forward is how much how much like downtime I had or how much time I had like spending with family and how I did like a lot of things really didn't get in the way of that and I think that's important I'd like to take that into my future and and I want to hold on to that so I want this less kind of lesson you know to be thought of as like a lesson so that I can learn from it and I can I can take those things with me I also think that you know technology played a huge huge part now I love technology I got my master's in technology and education technology and media design and it is something that really excited me in the classroom. I feel like I don't feel like I get to do that in the in the school setting that I'm in now, sadly, especially because I'm the media specialist. So (laughs) slash technology integration coach, which I don't even know why I have that part of the title, because I feel like it doesn't exist, which doesn't make a lot of sense, considering, you know, this is really when we are needing technology, and we should be looking at it because it's, it's very meaningful and there's things that we can do to make, to make it better. We, we have unfortunately not taken those steps in my district and we've made it more like hand tying than I think I've ever seen. Like we have to have permission to now use specific websites and you have to state the standard and Ah, when you do things like that, when you micromanage to such a degree, it makes people not want to use things. It, it makes it harder for people to integrate easily. That's the beauty of technology. It can be integrated so quickly, like in a very like in the moment, like, Oh, let me think of something I can do to enhance this. And, and sometimes, sadly, we don't have as teachers like a massive amount of time to like really think things all the way through, unfortunately, because we've got so much to do that when a really good idea pops into our mind, we've got to embrace it. And then when we tie teachers hands by telling them they have to go through this process to get it approved in 2021, I just think, what in the heck are we thinking? Um, I don't know. That just is crazy. So anyway, so the point is, you want to make sure that you're reflecting and you're learning from the past. And then you are also looking at the things that were really difficult and that you don't want to carry into your future. Like, um, you know, and it can't, obviously we don't want to get sick and we don't want to, you know, not value our health. And so we want to make sure that we are valuing our health and that we're doing things that put us in a, you know, a better place to fight off situations, whether it be physically, you know, as, as far as your health, or whether it even be mentally or emotionally, like, I think that's really important, too. So those are some some things to think about when you are reflecting. But let's talk about five teacher goals that These are my wish. This is my wish for you. These are actually like a wish for you that I hope that you will embrace at least a few of these goals as you move into 2021. So goal number one, is I want you to take care of yourself. And, you know, I would kind of say with a slash, like, be kind to yourself. Like, I want us all to be kind to ourselves and to really take care of ourselves this year. And whether that means that we're going to going to exercise more, that means we're going to relax more, we're going to have fun, or we're going to create memories. Like think of those things because life is really short and you just don't know how much time you're going to have in this lifetime. And we and we want to make sure that we're like embracing it to its fullest. And that we, we, you know, if, if something were to happen to me tomorrow, I don't want people to remember that, oh yeah, she worked really hard. (laughs) I mean, I, I think of myself as a hard worker and in some aspects, like I used to be like a crazy, crazy hard worker. And in some cases I've like, I've gotten a lot more, like it's not, it's not quite worth it. So I don't, I don't the effort in some areas it's massively in other areas like I care a lot about serving teachers and about you know showing up for you all each week and providing options for you in the classroom to help alleviate all the work that has to be done and I really care about that I really work hard on that and I want that for you so that's something I put a lot of effort into as opposed to other areas where you know I just don't I don't know. It's just not there anymore. It's like, it's kind of gone, which is a little bit sad. One of the things I'm going to give an example of that. Actually, one of the things that I did before the holiday break was had a book party where I gave like I donated a single a significant amount of money from myself of my own like money that are we get a thing called teacher lead money so that's money that we get to use in in our classrooms or media centers and so I donated that full amount and then like a lot beyond that. And then I got a donation and then my principal donated some funds as well. And so I was able to give every student in the school, pre-K through fifth grade, including like our ESC classes, everyone, a new book a brand new book to take and it was so exciting every class came through for about 10 minutes it was there was balloons and music and it was blasting music it was awesome and there were books set up like a bookstore so they could pick and they could choose and it was it was pretty magical and as wonderful as it was and and talk about like joy it brought me so much joy As wonderful as it was, like my administration, they never showed up. Like they didn't come not one time. Oh, and I was like, really? Like I don't know. I just think sometimes, and there's so much going on. So I give them that, and I'm like, there's so much happening, so much. You know, we we actually had uh, some COVID cases. Like we had a lot of stuff going on. So I say, you know, you can't help that sometimes, but you've got to make those kind of things a priority when you want that to be a priority in your school, and and that's the thing. And that's the thing I'm going to hold on to for 2021. When you want something to be a priority, when you care about it, then you show up, you show up no matter what it takes you let the person know that you see them that you see the effort that they put into this and you recognize that and it doesn't have to be like a big grand whatever but like even just a little note in someone's box or a text anything like that like you you show up you don't let those moments pass especially if that's a core value like getting kids to love to read getting kids to love to learn is a is supposed to be a core value. It's a core value of mine. And, um, and maybe it's not where I am. And that's a whole nother thing to figure out. But I think it's important that you show up. And so anyway, so the effort in that situation is not going to be as great, because it's not, it's not, it's not valued. So that's just one thing I'm going to say. So I'm going to take care of myself this year. And I'm not going to put myself in situations where I'm not valued and where I feel beat up. Like I don't think that that's okay. And I don't want that for you either. So if you're feeling beat up, or you're feeling underappreciated, or you're being treated poorly, I want you to think about what small things you can do to start moving away from that. Like one of the small things I'm going to do is I'm going to leave on time every single day. I'm gonna leave on time. I'm gonna leave my job when I'm supposed to. And I'm gonna put my full energy and focus in serving you all. So that's one thing that I'm gonna do. What can you do? So that was number one. Take care of yourself, be kind to yourself because not everybody is being kind to you. So you have to be kind to yourself. It is vital. Goal number two, let go of the guilt. We've got to let go of the guilt. We're in this vicious guilt-shame cycle. And like we shame one another, we see another teacher leave on time and we think, what are they doing? They're not working as hard. Or we see somebody else doing a job and we're like, oh, they don't have to work as much as I do. And they and we we judge and we shame and we like, And it's like this vicious cycle and it happens because we are in a system of lack. Like there's so much, there's a scarcity. Like we live in a scarcity. We're currently in a scarcity situation where we even got scarcity as far as toilet paper and paper towels. So, and we're back to that for goodness sakes. So when there's a scarcity, like it brings out the worst in people. And because I feel like in education, we've been in a scarcity for, for gosh, for so long, I can't even remember when we weren't in a scarcity. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that we have that, that that guilt and shame mentality, but we have to stop it. We have to stop it. So I want you to let go of the guilt. I want This is what I want you to do. And the only way to like really let go of things and like really make change is to kind of change our habits, which is is actually goal number three, which is making small habit changes. But I want to go back to number two for a second because I want to talk about a habit that you can change. I want you to think about leaving work at least... Maybe you're going to start with 50% of the time. Maybe you're going to start with 40% of the time. But make a change. Make it even if it's 1% of the time. Maybe you only leave on time one day a week. If that, if you're a person that stays until like six or seven, and you've always been like that, and believe me, that was me. I get it. I did it forever, for decades. And I, I finally, maybe it's the big birthday coming up that's made me realize Uh, no, maybe it was a massive pay cut when I came back into the system that made me like, no, maybe it was the fact that they weren't going to pay me for my master's degree anymore. I don't know all these things. And you go, wow, when you work for people that don't care about you and it becomes so obvious, you really want to step back and think about what you're going to do. You can still give all of your effort to your students. You can still love your kids. You can still value teaching but you've got to make sure that you value yourself. So, okay. So step back a little bit, do one small habit. Okay. For like, maybe on Monday and Friday, you're going to leave on time. Why don't you try it? Or if you're going, Oh no, I can't do it on Monday. That's when I first get there. I can't do it Friday. I got to get all set up for the next week. All right. So then make it Tuesday and Wednesday, or Wednesday and Thursday, right in the middle of the week, hump day. Hump day is a great day to leave on time because I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted on Wednesdays. So how about hump day? Leave on time. Start small if you have to, and then build up. Take one day and leave on time, and then make it two days, and then make it three, then make it four, make it five. Come on, you can do it. You will be so thankful. Even if you have to do a little bit, just a little bit, of work at home, you will not be interrupted. Well, you might be interrupted. If you've got little ones, that's super hard. I I that stage was really hard. Like I couldn't get a lot of work done at home. In fact, being in my classroom probably was easier except for everyone came into my room all the time. I was the team leader forever. So people came in and out of my room constantly. Find a closet and get your work done there. I don't know. That's hard. You got to you got to really think think big on this one. Okay. Another one is to take Is to like take, take out a few, take, like take off a few days. Take, like allow yourself to like have like one day at least a month where you take a mental health day and you, you like go to the beach or you go for a walk or you go get a pedicure or you binge watch the Queen's Gambit on Netflix Um, or Schitt's Creek, which is what I'm watching right now. So you watch something, you relax, you don't think about anything. Um, Another thing you could do by letting go of the guilt is, and maybe it's guilt with your own family. Like maybe you, maybe you say on one day a week, mommy needs a night off. Like you and your husband work out where you give each other nights off. Like you, you know, they come home from work and you're totally, you're off, you're off the clock. Like you're in your room, no kids are in there. You're by yourself. You get a little bit of time to do whatever you want, even if it is schoolwork or reading a book. I mean, reading a book for goodness sakes. I'm reading the home edit. So good. I did a home edit over this break on my closet and my bathroom. And that's a whole nother story. And it was unbelievable. You should have checked out my pictures on Instagram. I actually did them on Instagram Story, and that's Trina TNL. which is for teaching and learning on Instagram. And so I'm going to link to that in the show notes so you can find me because I was doing some stories on Instagram stories on my home edit. I should actually post those pictures so you can see them Um, because it was like transformative. Anyway, so you get a night off, take a night off, take a few days, go to bed early, one time a week, like do those kinds of things. All this still ties back to being kind to yourself and letting go of the guilt. Like it's all right for you to have some time for yourself. So number three was make small habit changes for, for like a long-term change to happen. You got to start with small habits. So for example, if you want to be a person that like get some work done in the morning, or you want to meditate or pray or do something, you want to be, you know, do that more, or you want to exercise more. Maybe you make a goal to get up 15 minutes earlier. 15 minutes isn't terrible. 15 minutes is doable. And you do that every single day. For like at least two weeks, at least I think you have to do it. I think it might be even twenty-one times before it becomes a habit. I can't remember what the number is. I feel like it might be twenty-one. So you do. Let's say you do that for a month, and you start to see a change. Like now you're, you know, now you're praying or meditating or something in the morning, or you're walking or jumping rope or like running in place for fifteen minutes, and then it starts to build a little bit, starts to build a little bit more. And that's how you make big changes. You just start really small. It doesn't feel as overwhelming when you start small. Another change that you might make, another habit, like it could be like even a 15-minute walk after dinner. You want to make it a routine so that you don't forget it. And it, it, like it's an important thing for you to do. Like I want to, to be more... I want to read the Bible more. So I have a routine that before I go to bed, every single night, I read in my Bible app every single night. And I actually get these plans. I love my little Bible app. It has all these different plans and then it holds me accountable, which is really good for me. I need to be held accountable. So that small habit has helped me like continue to build in my relationship. And if that's not your thing and you're doing something else and you know you do what you do you. And I think that that little small thing has become a habit now. It's something that's that's a habit and it has, it's made, you know, it has changed. It has made a big change for me. All right. Goal number four, practice gratitude. I talked about this at Thanksgiving because I think it's so important. But when we practice gratitude, it helps us like not focus so much on the things that are negative believe me, I don't, I don't think that we can't talk about those things. I think it's important for us to be able to, to vent and to get things out. And, and actually goal number five is to feel your feelings. So I think it's important for us to feel our feelings. We don't have to just brush them under the rug. I get so irritated when people are like, just be positive. You know, it's really hard to just be positive, especially when you have like depression and anxiety. Which I do, and so it's hard to just be positive. It's not like I'm walking around being depressed on purpose. Like, <laughs> it's really frustrating when people say that. My grandmother used to say that. Put on a happy face, and I'm like, I don't have a happy face. So it's it's you. We don't. It's okay. It's okay to feel your feelings. We don't have to have feel our feelings in the middle of our classroom. Um, we don't have to, which I have done. We don't have to feel our feelings right out for the whole world to see on Facebook. But we can definitely feel our feelings. It's really, it's important. And while we're feeling our feelings, if we're practicing gratitude, because I want to go back to that, then it actually helps us start to see the world in a better way. Like when you start thinking about the things that you're grateful for, I used to keep a gratitude journal and I actually created one for students and it's on my TPT store. I'll link to it in the show notes, but you can use it as well. I have a digital version too, so you don't even have to like write. You can just type and which I love, I like to type, but, um, but I also like, I mean, I also think that some people love writing. So either way, you've, I've got you covered. So I think that that's something that you can do. And I used to write down at least three to five things every single day. And I just found mine from years and years ago, I actually let it go, I, I cleaned it out in my home edit, because it was what from when I was married, and I'm like, okay, it's time to let this go. It doesn't bring me joy anymore. It's time to let this go so i can allow new things to come. And that's the thing, letting those things go so we can let new things come into our lives. So i'm going to go back to my gratitude practice because i think it's really important. And i think it's important to be reminded every day of the things that we are thankful for. So if you want to give that a try, you know, get out a journal, get out a piece of paper, find a like find a pretty journal. There's so many pretty ones out right, right now. So that's something to consider. All right, so those are my five goals for you for the new year and for myself. And they don't have to be like New Year's resolutions. We don't have to say that we failed if we didn't do them. We're gonna start small with small habits and we're gonna allow that to make a huge transformation. That's just one small thing we can do. If you are working on goal setting with your students, this, when you come back to school and you might be back today, the day that this episode airs on January 4th, because it's our new day on Monday. So excited to start off the week with you. So this is our new day on Monday. So if you are back to school today and you are looking for some goal setting um, things, I do have a goal setting some task cards in my store on TPT, which are such a fun way to get kids up and moving, even if you're social distancing, you can still get them up and moving, they can go they can carry their pencil around. And they're looking at different aspects of their life, and areas that they might want to focus on. I think this is a really um, powerful activity to do with kids when you're trying to get them to think about the new year, plus it's fun. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And you can check that out if you are interested. I hope that 2021 is just a year of hope and just beauty and something magical. That is my hope for all of us for 2021. Happy New Year. And I will see you soon. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight.